No Catch Up Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Nick the Quick, of course. What's going on? In the building. Yes, Our sir. guy Aaron running this show. Uh-huh. Victory Tuesday. Victory Tuesday. Victory for Tuesday. For some of us. For some of us. We got to... <laughs> some of us... Hey, some of us are getting spicy on yo, Sunday night yo, via yo. group text. I just want to go ahead we and... Ta- we'll talk go- about this. Bro. Yeah, we're going to talk about this because I was actually kind of hot it's on Spicy, Sunday. bro. For no reason. Listen. The Bulls got mellow. Not really. Not really. We're going to talk about that. Some cash relief. Some cash. Some cash relief Sorry. for Houston. Um, the Bears have some more Pro Bowlers. We're going to quickly touch on that because the Pro Bowl is a sham. And I would never advocate our big-time players going. I just hope nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Pro Bowl, we'll talk about that for a quick second. Super Bowl, is it 53? Yeah, I think it's 53. I think it's 53. Super Bowl 53, Atlanta, Georgia. The, a. the Patriots mm-hmm. are back, and they're playing the Rams. We're going to talk about that for probably half an hour. Yeah. No lie. Um, and then we're going to close it with some NBA chatter. Yeah. What's good with you? Man, not too much, man. Had a had a decent little Sunday watching these games. I actually had a great couple of days, man. I took off work this weekend and just kicked it. I think I watched sports for 48 straight hours. Like, there was, what, like 150 college basketball games on, on uh, Saturday. And then Sunday, woke up, watched two of the best playoff games I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it was great. Snowed in, you know what I'm saying? But it was perfect, man. Had a bunch of food. Some liquor at the crib, just kind of took it easy, man. How about you? Yeah. And that's how my boy Tom deliver on Sunday <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, it was very similar to that. It yeah. was – if you're not if you're listening or watching and you're not in Chicago, it's brick right now. Yeah. And it's been brick for like a week now. If you're listening or watching and you're not in Chicago, let us know how you found us unless you know us yeah, personally. Facts. That's, that's dope. Yo, I talked to this dude in the comments recently the other day that was from uh, – we were talking about that Steven Adams stuff a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. He was in New Zealand and watched – he's like, I watch every week. Is, is he from Chicago? He's no. He, uh, he just found he us. Found us, and he rocks in New Zealand. Yo, he, shout out New Zealand. Shout out my yeah, man. I, can't, out New I need Zealand, to go man. find his I, name. I want to get out there, man. Maybe we should take a trip out to New Zealand. Go <laughs> catch up, New Zealand, man. I need to find his name, yeah. but yeah, yeah, he's out in New Zealand. Shout he out watches New Zealand, every man. We got yeah. international people, no doubt. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, man, you know how it is. You know, I don't talk uh-huh. about the weather, but it's been cold. And it's just been time to kick well, hold it. up. Let's let's touch on that real oh. quick because people are out here tripping. No, I'm actually on the same approach as you. People yeah. are out here tripping about the weather. And it's like, this has been nothing, man. This is nothing. It's a little bit of snow. It's a little bit of cold. I've seen way worse in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, oh, should we close the stores for my work? I'm like, y'all need to calm down. Yeah. Like, calm down. This is this is just some snow. This is just And Chicago. I hate winter more than anybody in the world. Yeah. Like, don't get it twisted. I hate winter more than anybody in the world. But this is this is nothing, man. It's just a little ice, a little snow, a little cold. It didn't come till January. It was warm in December. Christmas was 55 degrees. So just take it as it is, man. That's where we're at. Stop complaining. 100%. Just rock with it. It is what it is. And it's been pretty mild. It's 32 degrees right now. Yeah, yeah so, we're good. Um, I'll take it. But, yeah, it was an interesting, uh, interesting weekend. I just kicked it for the most part. Yeah, Sunday was awesome. Yeah. Um, it was great. We're going to get into all, all that uh-huh. because that was probably the best two games I've seen in a minute on the championship side back to back. Without a like doubt. That. No doubt. To, for both games to go into overtime, all that. But yeah, think, we, hey, like, real quick, what do you think yeah. the odds were that both of those games went into overtime? I, bro, I actually said that when I was watching. It had to be, I don't know, dude, 20 to 1. 85 to 1. 85 to 1. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it'd be higher than that. Yeah. You couldn't get me to take that for 85 Not to 1. 
I'd need a couple hundred to one. Maybe for a both, dollar. For both games to go? Yeah. Come on, dog. You yeah. know what had to happen for that Patriots game to go to overtime? Like, yeah, no, nah, that's I'm crazy. sure there's people who chase bets like that, though. They just put small yeah, of course, amount of money. $10, $5. Yeah, $10 yeah. pays you eight fifty. dollars Yes, I mean. Speaking of that, <laughs> I bumped into this dude on the street. I don't even know how this came up. It was at 7-Eleven. This dude was talking about how he so plays. you meet the people. How he plays craps. <laughs> and we started talking about playing craps. And he was talking about how he only bets um he only bets this he he takes the middle bet where you bet that it hit, you'll hit every number before you crap. Yeah. So like one through twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you crap, and it's like one seventy five to one or something like that. And we were laughing about that. And I was like, yo, you're a degenerate. Like yeah. you should I that mean, should I'm never sh- hit. Bro, if you and can figure like, out the odds, there's a way you could make that profitable for you. Like I, there's people who Well, because then you can start hedging out, out once yeah, you all the other numbers yeah, have been hit. Exactly. I, yeah, I mean, Say if I bet X amount of dollars and like before I hit this number, you know, like yeah, I think there's ways you could figure it out, but you are a degenerate if you're sitting around doing shit like that, 100%. Speaking Absolutely. of crap, shout out Jay Money if he's watching. Justin's definitely to, watching. I went, to Jay Money, <laughs> went to Vegas with Jay Money, and he had a rough last night at the craft table, man. So shout out Jay Money for that one. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen. But, yeah, shout out Jay Money, man. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about this mellow to the Bulls kind of deal. Yeah. Why do we feel the need to help out everybody but ourselves? Like, I don't get it. That was, like, kind of what I can't. Like, okay, there's money. We get a little bit of money. But, like, yeah. we're helping them out. And it's, I don't know if it, I wouldn't say a major way, but we're still we're, – we're relieving them a roster spot. I just don't like what, – what's in it for us? They it's actually like, didn't get the roster spot benefit out of it because, remember, they had that guy and since the league office was closed on – did you read this? Uh-uh. The league office was closed on Monday. Yeah. So they wanted to play Clint, Kenneth Fareed in their game because they had just signed yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I watched so the game. So they ended yeah, up I having to Kenneth. drop a player that they actually wanted to keep because it would have messed with his uh, – so, you know, you have a certain amount of days if you're on, like, those two-way contracts – or oh, something yeah. like that. So certain days you got to be up. Certain yep. days so you got to be down. So they had to end up dropping him because the league office couldn't approve this trade until today because of King Day yesterday. But, oh, yeah, it was I see, closed. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the league Which office was closed. Yeah, and that so they're like, crazy. yo, so players and execs and coaches got to work, but there's nobody in the office who can say, yeah, this trade is good. Um, which I thought was funny, but yeah. Word. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. But either way, yeah, I see. I see where you're getting at on that. Um. Yeah, it's just a classic Bulls move. It's like it's like the whole the whole league knows. Like, yo, when you need some stuff done with something that has to do with some cash, call up the, call Bulls, the Bulls and yeah. they'll, they'll take care of you. I mean, I can't look. Here's the thing, man. Like, it, it's it's stupid and it makes us look bad and 100 percent feeds into the narrative and everything that we talk about every week. But I can't be mad at them for making a business deal at this point. Like, you know what I mean? This is what they're gonna do. No, I hope no one's surprised. You know what I mean? I hope there's no one out there that people were texting me actually, like, oh, you see, we got Melo? I'm like, yo, Carmelo Anthony will never suit up in a Bulls uniform. He didn't even come to Chicago. He didn't even look at the weather. Like, he, he did not come out here. He is wherever he is. Like, you will not see Melo again until February. Like, that's a fact, right? So, he wasn't ever going to come here to play, uh, first of all. Second, man, look, they made a deal, they made a business move. Jerry Reinsdorf has shown you time and time again he's in the business of getting cashed. Over players, over assets, right? You know what I'm saying? He traded a second round pick for $3 million, then turned around and signed the guy for the White Sox for $3 million, right? Manny Mikado's a free agent. Bryce Harper's a free agent. He wants to sign those guys. Like I said, it as a joke when it first happened, but that's 100% what it is, man. He's running a business. He makes, he he's running a business. 
If you think the Bulls are out here doing it for the fans or doing it out here to, like, you know, spread goodwill and stuff like that, like, no, Reinsdorf has shown you time and time again he's 100% running a business with this team. So if he has an opportunity to get some cash from Houston by taking Melo's contract, dumping it off, he's 100% going to do that. And to be honest with you, it might be, like, the smart smartest move the Bulls have made all year, which is funny. You know what I mean? Because all we've been doing all year is stupid shit that doesn't make sense and doesn't move us towards the future. At least you can argue a good valid reason for why you would make a deal for cash, right? As opposed to some of the other moves that they've made this year. So, I actually, the Bulls are in that Tyson zone that we talked about. Any story, whatever it is, man, it's not, it's not going to move me. It is what it is, man. As I sit here in a Bulls hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just is what it is, man. I'm, it is what it is. Like, what else? You know, like, every week, every day. You know what I was thinking about? Bulls Twitter is also the best thing going right now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of laughs. It's a lot of laughs. It's a lot of laughs. That are, that are true. You know what I mean? You know what Manny Mikado money. You know what I was thinking about, too? Is How much cash was it? Do we know? No, I, I haven't seen the number. Yeah. Um, I think we're having a little te- technical difficulties with the internet, so yeah, I know everyone can everyone can hear us, but the stream is kind of locked in. Um, we're gonna work on getting that fixed, but keep rocking. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing about I was I was thinking about this. It's like, yo, the Bulls are a laughing stock, right? And if we're gonna keep it one hundred, we're all the way like the end of the Jordan era, right? We're like what ten, eleven when they win their last championship. Yeah. Like 11 years old, right? Yeah. I was 12. Outside of, like, the new era, like, the new era Bulls fan, like, how do they see the Bulls? Like, I think we we still see the Bulls as this super prominent MJ, six rings, everyone should want to come here. Do little guys that are 13 or 14 think like that? I think or, they or do. Or did they see? Or do they see the year that D Rose won MVP? Yeah. Or they see that? Yeah. But it's only been two years. Does, three, what three well, years it, we've been solid? Yeah, we're only. But it doesn't matter. We've had stretches of being solid. That's what they do. Again, they're running a business. They get it. You have a few years of being solid. You hype up the team. You hype up the characters on the team. You get everybody to fall in love with that team. You sell a whole bunch of season tickets, and then when you suck again for a few years, nobody really matters. So I think you, they were able out of that D Rose era and even before that, even out of like the Ben Gordon Heinrich era where they were making the playoffs, the Bulls' biggest thing was their playoff streak, right? What was it like eight or nine straight years and being in the playoffs? That was the biggest thing that they always sold to the fan base. Um so you probably had a lot of fans that were born in that era that haven't seen a truly bad Bulls team, right? Like they've only been really bad a couple times. Like they were really bad after Jordan and they were bad enough to get D Rose that year. And even that year they won forty games, I want to say. We just got D-Rose with a 0.8% chance again the lotto. So it's not like we've ever been truthfully bad outside of these last couple of years. We're not the Orlando Magic. You know what I mean? We're not some team that the Sacramento Kings where it's like, yo, every year we're in the lottery and we're terrible. Right. It's just <clears throat> we, for us, it's probably harder for us because we have that expectation and we remember this franchise being great. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're just a regular fan that doesn't necessarily remember that, you're like, hey, it's a down couple of years, but we're rebuilding. Whereas, like, no, we're Hoops fans. We're watching what's happening. You know what I mean? We're seeing that we don't like the direction that it's going. It goes back to when we first started talking about this rebuild. Are these the guys that we trust to do it? And no, it's not, you know? Like, I have no problem rebuilding. I have a problem with these guys being the one that are doing the rebuilding. And uh, 
It's 100% coming to fruition. I said it two years ago, like the first episode we ever did on this. This is where we're going to be. And these... Yo, legit, back to the first episode we ever had, we've been talking. It's been the same narrative about the Bulls the whole way. Remember we said, which rebuild do you believe in more, the Bears or the Bulls? Yeah, yo, correct. That was the first episode we did. And I said, the Bears, we'll see because the jury's still out on pace. Bulls, strap in. Strap in. And it's been that way since. It's been that way since. And even out of this, it's like, yeah, you know, we like Laurie Markin and we like Wendell Carter, but those aren't franchise cornerstones. So now we have two lottery picks where you drafted players who will probably be good around other good players, but aren't good enough to carry your franchise. And also given a hundred million, why are we even doing this? Given a hundred million dollars to this guard, but you don't have anything. You have nothing to show for it. You know, you look at those Sixers teams; they had Embiid and Simmons to show for it. Even when Embiid wasn't playing, you had the hope of Embiid, and you could sell that to your fans base. Then you got Simmons, and they whiffed on a bunch of picks too. They whiffed on Folks. They whiffed on Markel, uh, Michael Carter Williams. They whiffed on Nerlens Noel, but they still had things you could sell to your fans. Yeah, because the other moves you were making worked. But what do we have? You can't sell me on Laurie Markkinen, and you can't sell me on Wendell Carter that forming a playoff uh, a playoff roster, or the, the beginnings of a playoff roster, I should say. They need a key piece. You need a, a number one. You know, is Laurie Markkinen a number one? I don't, I don't think so. And maybe the jury's still out again because he was there for out. most of the year. Yeah, I, just, I just don't know. If, I don't he even know if I see him in this game. I don't know if he's – yeah, you know, I don't know if I see him being a – a number one player. Could he be a good number listen, two or three? Absolutely. I want to talk about that, actually, because people are talking about Laurie stagnant, this, that, and the third. He doesn't ha- – he's still a young hooper. For sure. That doesn't have any type of coaching around him. Yeah. Especially on the offensive end, which we're looking for him to do, which is his specialty. Right. That can lock him in and teach him and, and have him grow. That's what he needs, and he does not have that with this staff whatsoever, Definitely. period. Definitely. So, he's, he's in a bad situation. He's in, he's in a bad a, situation. For a player like him, he's about in the worst situation you could possibly be. And the NBA, if you like it or not, I know everyone wants to come down on players and this, that, and the Situations, third. Situations, baby. Man, if you're in a bad situation, yeah. it, it, could, it, it could not be all your we fault. We see it all, all the, the time. time. Look yeah. at D'Angelo Russell in Brooklyn. Yeah. He gets out of L.A., which was a bad situation, and Brooklyn is balling nightly. If you don't watch the Brooklyn, like I was talking to Edder about this, Brooklyn Nets are like my favorite league pass team right now. Really? Love them. They're yeah, great. I, know, I know D'Angelo's got like Look, four 30-point games dog, this year. A, Spencer Dinwiddie is a problem. They got this dude, Jared Allen, major problem. Like, they got problems on their roster. Like if you Dinwiddie's see the, been a problem. Dinwiddie though. is nice. He's he, a closer. Like he's he's a, got, he was in our, he was in our, uh, our yeah, system. We, yeah, we had him in the system. We moved well, you know, him. We, 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 no, nah, we probably moved him for some cam, campaign was the point guard of the future. Remember? <laughs> Fuck out of here. So, I mean, that's, yeah, and it all comes back to that. Like, just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. But I agree with you on Laurie. I'm not out on Laurie at all. I never thought that he's a 1A, though, in my opinion. You know, he just doesn't. I think it has to, like, for that type of player, like that Nowitzki, and I know that's, like, his comp, you know, it has to be a Nowitzki-type situation for him, which is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime um, scenario for that type of player. Bring, bring me Zion, whatever. That's Actually, that's, that's, that was the next. That's the next. But we pillar, won't get right? him. Cleveland will get him. We have a fourteen. I think it's like fourteen point seven percent chance. That's the new. That's the new structure. The bottom four teams all get fourteen percent. That didn't make me feel that great. No, that doesn't warm my heart that much. Oh yeah, it's all even now, right? It's all even now, right? Yeah. So if we go, say we, so we could have four. So we could get. <laughs> so we could have this happen where we go through all this bullshit with boiling and et cetera, and 
We're kind of putting all our eggs in the basket hoping for Zion. I think that's the only light we have at the end of the tunnel. Maybe R.J. Barrett as well. But it's still like. I think after Zion, it gets. It gets. It maybe gets, they're not going to be all that great. Yeah, like Zion is like, okay, like we can figure something out with that. And then at least it brings excitement and everything like that. But I think after Zion, it's kind of like, yeah, now, you, now you're putting, forcing guard packs to make a decision. Yeah. They've drafted well in certain situations. Not necessarily with lottery picks. Um, you know, we all remember Doug McDermott. But um, they love Doug. Loved Damn. him. Loved him. Traded away. Uh, did they trade away like Yurkic for McDermott? It was a pick that Denver used to draft Yurkic, I think, and Gary Harris. Yeah, no, we had a it shot. Yurkic and had Gary a, Harris. Yeah, we had a shot to. Yeah, Yurkic and, and Gary Harris. We moved. Two very two players who are two contributing co- on playoff teams right now. Two cornerstones of Denver right now. Well, no, Jurkic is on uh, is on the Blazers. Oh, I'm thinking of Jokic. Jokic I'm no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have, we, we would know. We, yeah, but yeah, Jokic yeah. is a solid rotation player. Yeah, on, uh, in Portland. He killed it last year in Portland, yeah. actually. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Gary Harris is, is a stand up two guard. You know, what I mean, you will take yeah. a Gary Harris on your squad. Stand so. up guy. Stand up guy. I like that guy. <laughs> Michigan State guy. Um, I want to get back to Melo for a yeah, second. Sorry. This is where I'm at on this whole Melo situation. <clears throat> I don't like to see what's happening to Melo. No. But I think he made this bed for himself. And this is the comparison I have to it. Vince Carter, not the caliber. Maybe maybe he was the caliber player of Melo. Maybe they're very similar in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but VC coming to the end of his career, he's like, hey, man, I just want to play ball. Anywhere I can contribute. Your mentor. Put me on the roster. I'll teach the young guys. Yeah. I'll come in and contribute as much as possible. And on the flip side, Melo's like, I'm not coming off the bench, or at least this is when he first started declining and when he left New York, et cetera. I'm not coming off the bench. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I can still go out and, you know, be the focal point of an offense. I'm starting to think there's still time that he can salvage the, all right, man, Melo used to be. Because now it's all, like, negative things around Melo. There's still time for him to flip that narrative and kind of – fade off into the sunset and can contribute here and there on teams if he's willing to do that. I feel like Melo, see, like, I disagree. I mean, a lot of it he has brought in himself, but I also feel like Melo has had a bad rep since day one. Like, he's just had a bad rep since day one from certain people, and certain people were never going to like Carmelo Anthony um, for whatever reasons, right? I mean, it might have been the way he acted when he was younger in Denver with the trade situation. Um, you know, coming to New York and putting the spotlight on himself and not delivering, whatever it was, some of the statements that he's made. I mean, people just were out on Melo. And overall, I don't think he's really that bad of a guy. Um, with that being said, I think you're 100% right, man. I mean, I think that, um, you know, the not willing to come off the bench, like even last year when he joined OKC, which he was clearly like out of his prime, and they asked him about coming off the bench and he laughed. And it's like, dude, you are, you know, that was just last year, right? I can understand five, six years ago, whatever it might have been. But that was just last year when you were clearly past your prowess. And, uh, you know, you laughed. And NBA teams see that. GMs see that. And the way that you kind of laughed it off is just something like, are y'all serious? I'm still mellow. You know what I mean? I can still give you yeah, a Yeah, that was kind of very day. telling. It was where, very telling. Where his Remember that? Yo, I'm going to come off the bench. Hey, yeah. Is laughing? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Remember that? Yeah, like, they, yeah, said, like, they said I got to come, come off, off the bench. bench. The bench. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, and it's kind of like, yeah, you got to come off the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which isn't the worst thing in the world. D. Rose is coming off the bench right now and reinventing his career. And you got to humble yourself. He's a former league MVP. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the league... 
it's all about your role, man. The, if staying in the league is about finding a role, finding a niche, whatever it might be. And then you look at a guy like, look at Brian Scalabrini. He was in the league for like 16 years. Got long checks. Didn't yeah. necessarily play great basketball, but had a role and was a great mentor and a person you want around the locker room. And when your skills start to diminish like that, if you're mellow um, and you just want to keep a job, then yeah, you're good. On the flip side, Mellows might not necessarily be doing it to keep a job. It's not financial for Mello. Mello has made $250 million in his career playing basketball and endorsements and things like that. So for him, his only reason for playing basketball might to still be great. Was Can that Lakers shit work? Probably. I don't, I don't, I don't even see What are you trying working. to do? I don't know, man. If I'm LeBron, I'm just like, look, let me just stop trying to work everything else in here. Let me just come back healthy and lead this team. I don't know why you want to try to fit Melo in, especially if he has that ego. So then you can have Melo and LeBron in the locker room around all these young dudes. You know what I mean? You got young players in the Lakers who are impressionable and you're trying to build something. And LeBron even said, I'm not trying to win this year. That's a very win this year mo- moment, right? That takes away minutes from Brandon Ingram. That takes away minutes from other front court, uh, front court players for them. So it's kind of like, you know, why would you why would you do that if you're yeah. not really trying to win this year? I agree because this is the thing. It's like LeBron just needs to have that. LeBron's LeBron, right? Have the... Have the conversation with Melo, like, bro, I don't think it's going to work. It's just not going to work, man. Just not. This is not. Saying it. Saying it, bro. Saying it, bro. And I want to help you. You my guy and all that, et cetera. But right now, this squad, like. And what, is he, what does LeBron really need on that team is they need shooting. And Melo's already told you he doesn't want to stand in the corner to shoot threes. And even when you tried to do it last year in OKC, it didn't work. So he's not going to be the – Melo's – dude, the thing with Melo, like for Melo truly to shine, he needs the rock, right? He's a one-on-one ISO-heavy player with a flurry of moves, right? And if you want to build your team around him, that's fine. And if he wants to go somewhere and get buckets, go play for the fucking Orlando Magic or something like that. I'm trashing the Magic today. I'm sorry if there's any Magic <laughs> fans out there. But go play for one of those teams and just get a bunch of buckets. You know, whatever, sell some tickets. But if you think you want to join a playoff team right now, you need to humble yourself. Say, so, yeah, I'll be a second unit scorer. I'll rebound because I can do that. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll provide some offense. I'll work on my shooting. You know what I mean? And I won't demand to be the starter, and I won't try to be the man. I'll just fit in and, and use my skills how I need it. If you don't want to play me tonight, you don't want to play me tonight, and I'm cool with that. Can he deal with that, though? No, I don't think he can. I don't think he can. So, so I don't think there's a spot for him. I think he either either he needs to do what Vince Carter's doing yeah. or he needs to just re- retire. But he's not Vince Carter. He doesn't have that rep as Vince Carter. Even in, in, And you know how I feel about Vince Carter. He's a quitter. Look it up. Last year in Toronto, 14 points a game. Um, at the yeah, same and then time. He, and then he left to start balling again. Yeah, left his, yeah, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. He's missing shots on purpose. That's the only conclusion Yo, I can come to. Key, he was missing shots on purpose. Trade me. Loki. You know I mean? <laughs> Loki. People don't talk about that. I, I talked about it. Yeah. You defended it, though. No. You def- we talked about it on the yeah. pod. Yeah. You defended it a little bit. Yeah. But he quit on his squad, like, full on. But he went He went to New, to New Jersey, reinvented himself, and now has become – you know, one of those elder statesmen, he'll get another check next year if he wants to come back. They'll bring him back, sure. Come mentor these young guys. Hey, I don't need to play too much. Let me just get a little workout. You know what I mean? Let me travel a little bit. No, Let me enjoy facts. this NBA life. Because I'm still a young man in real life terms. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can go and pay me another $2 million, yeah, I got a lot of money, but I'll take another two. Facts. I don't ever want to work again. That two might come in handy in 30 years. Yeah, I'm going to go get I mean? some dinner at this spot in yeah, LA. I haven't dinner, been yeah, to oh, it. LA, yeah, that's cool. Oh, Chicago last yeah. time. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Hey, Benny, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me bass and everybody loves you. Like Dwayne yeah. Wade. Dwayne Wade loved that shit the other night. 
And he's a legend, but Dwayne Wade loved that. How do you feel about that? The whole the tribute. I hated it. I thought it was funny. I hated it. Why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you played one year, one dysfunctional year here. Oh, and he robbed us. Yeah. But shout should, out him. The tribute video should have just been a Brinks truck backing up and, and money falling out. He didn't rob us. We allowed we allowed that. That's we true. Allowed You're that. right. We I, allowed that. I shouldn't I, We signed him to a two year. We deal. didn't rob him. He robbed we, we, we knew what it was. We went after him and pursued him and sold him on the Facts. hometown narrative and said, hey, we're going to give you $40 million, which no other team is going to give and you. And a player option. And a player option. That you would never that opt would, out of in the history. Unless of, you average 30 points again. Yeah, even then you would not, you're not opting out of In the history of the world, yeah. you would always opt So here's $40 million. And then we also know if it doesn't go right, we're going to have to pay you to go away. So here's $30 million in here, man. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, he didn't rob anybody. I love D-Wade, man. No, um, D Wade. Shout out D Wade. Yeah, no, D Wade's a um, legend, no doubt. But legend, I, I, but I don't know if he should be getting tribute business. No, maybe not. Maybe they're just trying to play up the whole Chicago angle with him. Um, but uh, I guess you know maybe that's what they are doing. I mean, he lives in Chicago, or he lived in Chicago for a while in the off season, raises kids here, stuff like that. So I guess they're giving him that. Look, Bulls got to get something, man. They got to sell tickets that night. It's a business. Hey, come come buy these tickets for D Wade tribute night. Stop going to the games. Facts. Period. I've been I'm saying it. I'm not going anytime soon. Stop going to the games. I told you, I'm, I'm not even a Bulls. I'm not even, I'm not even rocking with the Bulls. And right if anybody now. in the league needs something done, call us up. We'll, we'll do it for you. For business. We'll do it. We'll do anything you want. If you a send check, some cash if a check up here. involved. We're, we're open for business. Absolutely. Right now. Let's move over quickly to the Bears. The boys got Pro Bowlers, man. Yeah. We're not going to stay on this too, too long because the Pro Bowlers. A, a nothing, a zero. I don't even know why it's still around. Tuffy. I would love to switch it for like a wild ass skills competition, something fun, something cool. I'd rather like, just scrap NFL All Star thing. It's just particular. not a. You, it's not a sport you can have an All Star yeah. game in. Football you just is fun can't for do football, it. man. Yeah, football is not something you can do you for can't fun. Half ass. You can't, you can't showboat. You can't like, for fun football. Fuck around and get hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like no, yeah, you it's just, just can't stupid. for fun football. Just give me the All Pro teams. You know whatever it is. Like a, just like an end of the year type name type thing. Like yeah, he was an All Pro. And let's just move on from there. When's the last time you watched? Like for real. When's the last time you watched a Pro Bowl? Legit. Randy Moss was playing. Yeah, and I was little. I was like 13, 14, if, maybe 15. If the Pro Bowl was tied with two minutes left and you got an alert on your phone, would you stop what you're doing and go to the Pro Bowl? Absolutely. If, if not, the, not if the Pro Bowl was a Saturday afternoon and they gave me $100 to watch it, I wouldn't <laughs> I'm not watch do, it. not doing I'm, it. We're going yeah. to do something else. Something else. Like, no, have not that. watching yeah. the Pro Bowl. So right? who cares about the actual game? I think yes. it should just be maybe send the players out, let them enjoy Hawaii, have them do something else. I don't even want to see the skills competition because it's kind of whatever to me. I mean, I guess if you can make that fun. But, yeah, who cares? I mean, There's the got to be something you can do, though. <clears throat> flag football. Make it a flag game. Do something, bro. Seven on anything. I'm not even playing flag. I'm not pulling the hammy. Yeah, for you. right. No, you it's around, true. You fuck around and plant the wrong way. Your ACL, you're gone. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't get yeah. me to play in the Pro Bowl, man. And like, I used to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not happy. It's not happening. No, but doubt. shout out the Bears. The Bears players that did make the Pro Bowl. But shout yeah, out. we added a couple. We got Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, who was out on an injury. That's the classic, I make too much money to show up to the Pro Bowl. I'm not going. I'm not going. Um, Tariq Cohen, and then we added Leno, Mitch, and Cody Whitehair. Yeah. That's, dude, to, it's still mind-boggling to look back a year at our squad and then to come to fast-forward a year 
and name that many Pro Bowlers. So congratulations yeah. to those guys. That's big time. And um, we won't be talking too much about the Bears for a little bit. Let's just let it. Let's just let it. Let's let it ride. We should I mean. pick a get. We should pick a game next year. We talking about people were already talking about London. We're gonna we're gonna be in London next year playing yeah. Oakland. Um, Denver's an away game. I, I would See, go that's to some bullshit. We won twelve games this year, and we got to go play that dumbass London game. We played it a couple of years ago too, and I don't understand how a marquee franchise like the Chicago Bears has to go over to London. Don't you send Cleveland you think over they should there? Only send Jacksonville. Send, Jacksonville should be, have a Jacksonville has been playing over there. Permanent reservation in London. <laughs> Permanent. You don't have enough history. Permanent reservations hey, New, in if London. New England had to go. I yeah, that's ridiculous. A couple times. That's ridiculous. If I'm Bill Belichick, I'm livid that I have to go to London. I don't know if they're going next year, but they've gone a couple times. You lose a home game. Someone loses a home game. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's for a team like the Bears, you could lose a home game in, in the winter. That's big. That's a decided advantage for you. No doubt. I don't like that, man. I, don't th- I think non-playoff teams should have to do that. Interesting. Figure it out and move. Because, look, you're making it. Non-playoff teams should have to do it. Yeah. First-place like, teams shouldn't have to go to London. Yeah. Just like, hey, you don't want to do hard knocks? Non-playoff teams have to do hard knocks. Is that true? Wanna, yeah, a lot of teams don't want to do hard knocks. So well, no, a lot of teams don't uh, want to yeah. do it, but. No, 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 no. I'm saying that's what oh. you should do. No, oh, no, 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 no. you should have I mean, the option to be like, yeah. You should, yeah, you should, you should be like, oh, I made the playoffs. So we don't got to do this. Yeah, okay. I like that. We don't got to do this. I'm not mad I don't want to participate. I think if you don't make the playoffs, you go to London. Because nobody wants to go. Goodell doesn't do shit like that, though. Well, he's a fucking idiot. But I bet, <laughs> but nobody, I bet you half of the players don't mind. No, I don't think any player in the middle of the season wants to go to London to play a football game in the fall. It's, it's not like it's like, hey, we're going to Rio. And I was like, oh, let's go to Rio. You're going to London. Like, yeah, great historical city, but you're prepping for a football game the entire week. You're not walking around really doing yeah, too much. Yeah, that's true. You're probably you're, not you're seeing You're playing out much. the country. And remember, what are football football players are, like, the most routine-oriented people in the world. Like, everything is on a routine. Nothing throws off your routine more like a fucking, how long is a 10-hour flight to London? It's like, a, from New York, it's like six and a half. Yeah, nothing throws off your routine like an international flight, messing with the time zones. And then playing in a foreign stadium like that—that that completely throws off your whole middle of the season groove. Like, imagine if you were on a streak, and it's like, yeah, we won six straight. It's like, hey, you gotta go to London next week. You're like, yeah, fuck, I don't want to do that. Yeah, it throws off your planning. You gotta transplant your whole organization over there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true facts. You're not playing in an NFL stadium. Like, nah, I don't. I'm, I'm good. Shout out Terrell McCarter. He said, but they're playing for thirty thousand in the Pro Bowl though. That don't mean shit. That doesn't mean shit. I mean, it does. No, don't. That means shit to some no, people. No, you yeah, think? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Who? A lot Tariq? of play, bro. Because Tariq? Because Tariq's most, making what? How many? I mean, dude, most NFL players, if you're talking about some of these first guys who are in their first few years, they're making five, six, seven dollars $700,000. That's a lot. $30,000 yeah. is fucking 7%. It's a lot of money. And you get, dude, it's not like. A lot of these guys are great with their money. You know what I mean? So, like, that the extra 30 30 Because, you know, that's the last 30 You're not getting an, another check for five months. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't think you about that. You don't get a check in the summertime. You don't get a game check in the summertime. You get no game check in the summertime. So, you get, yeah, 30000 is like, hey, I need that. Or it's just like, whatever. Yeah, you'll take that. I mean, you're going out. Why not? I think it was a way bigger deal when it was in Hawaii, too. When they ca- yeah, it was a free trip to Hawaii. Yeah. So you take your family, you so can you take, take a plus. Yeah. Okay, we're going to Hawaii. It's paid yeah. for. It's a quick trip. I think and it's we in get Tampa bands. now, right? Yeah. Who the fuck wants to go to Tampa, Tampa. for anything? <laughs> yeah, that's it's not facts. a vacation. You ever facts. been to Tampa before? Um, have I been to Tampa? Yeah, I've been to Tampa. Yeah, I've been to Tampa. Tampa's trash. Yeah, Tampa's whack. It's whack. I hate Florida in general. Florida's whack. Florida, period. but but it's not but, like Miami or it's like it's Tampa is is trash. Yeah, Tampa's whack. Shout out if we got any fans from Tampa. I'm sorry, but. 
Yeah, no, Tampa's whack. Tampa's super whack. Florida's whack. Florida sucks. <laughs> All right, let's move over to the to the big chunk of what we're going to talk about yeah. for the next whatever. <clears throat> super, <laughs> super Bowl 53 is the Patriots. They are who we thought they were. Versus the St. Louis Rams. Who's the home team? Oh, the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams? Okay. Who's okay. No, well, you said the St. Louis Rams. The Los Angeles I'm Rams. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Los Angeles Rams. My fault. Shout out to Lou. Yeah, shout out St. Louis. Shout out y'all. I know y'all salty. Um, but yeah, Los Angeles Rams versus the Patriots. And yo, let me keep it 100. Me and Nick were going back and forth in the group chat. I got pretty fucking mad. I was hot. Super mad, bro. <laughs> keep it real. You know what I mean? Sean was getting super salty all game. Declared victory multiple times. And I already know, like, you were sitting there just waiting for that game to be over and win so you could say whatever tweet you already had planned, or, or if I'm sorry, text message you was already going to send out. Talking big shit all game. Talking big shit really all season. I know you didn't find the clip. You do have the clip? No, I don't Okay, have the we clip. don't have the clip. We can't pull it But in. literally what I said is, hey, if the Patriots get to the playoffs, don't be surprised if they're there in the end. All of a sudden, Sean takes that to me being the biggest Patriots fan in the world. Um, apparently, I co-signed their defense, which never happened. Apparently, I said Bill Belichick <laughs> can turn that's true. Uh, fucking water into wine, which never happened. Like, whatever uh, it was, all that, you know what I'm saying? And then you went off on this tangent about all these things with me, Patriots. And I literally just said, at the end of the day, do not be surprised if these boys are here. And what's over, the day is over and they are here. I'm right. You were right. hundred percent. You were right. I was wrong, but it was. But it, what was your point? Because you kept referring to this yeah, point. Let me, let me go back and explain. And Super go, salty in the group text. And you can go Throw back. that shit on Instagram when this is over. <laughs> Super salty. Like coming at me in the group text. And you can go watch it. Shut up, Nick. Fuck you. This like, is what. Salty, bro. This is what I said. One too many fucking margaritas. Whatever the fuck you were drinking. By the way. Okay. My, the whole thing that makes me really mad is they they go through the the media all the time talks about is it Belichick or Brady? Le, yo, listen to me. It's Brady is the reason, and then it's Belichick. Do you understand me? Like all this, they need each other for sure. But Brady is carrying the couple. If they're a power couple, Brady is carrying those boys. That was my main point. My main point, what I made when they were playing the Bears, was every week someone says Belichick's going to come up with a scheme, and every week on D they get throttled, and Brady has to score 40. They still win because Brady comes out but and who, does what he did. Who talks about his defensive schemes? And first off, they came out that game running. They ran the ball 48 times on Sunday. Did they really? 48. Did you watch the game? Okay. All they did was run the ball. That uh, it was crazy. They came out giving uh, Sony Michelle yeah, the ball left and right. No, no, that's true. That how, was a game plan. How many times they run it the last six minutes? Not a lot. Okay. I understand. Right. I understand. So, but look, I'm listen. just saying it all. It all works together. And I'm not. So I, I, I think, love Tom Brady. Is the I say it every, all the time. Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever to play this game. Yeah, no. Hands down, it's not a question. Don't tell me about anybody else. So I, I 100% agree with you, but. You almost go to the point of like discrediting Belichick because their defense is trash. Their defense Isn't that what he does though? No, he's a head coach. Belichick is one of the last like head coaches. He's in charge of every fucking thing. You think it wasn't his idea to run the ball 48 times? Like, hey Josh, go ahead and call whatever you want to. Are you serious? 
Stop playing. That's a that's Belichick. But who are their best players on offense outside of Tom Brady? A broken down Rob Gronkowski who shows up every once in a while. A bunch of receivers you've never heard of and Julian Edelman. And a running back. I mean, they were running the ball with James White, and he's their pass catcher. See, James White, they're running it with Burkhead. With Burkhead, everybody. They ran the ball 48 times. That's (laughs) Belichick. What and, they, and they, I told okay. you the Chiefs' defense was soft up front. They had no, they had no answer for the run in the beginning. Listen, of the game. I think we're not. I don't think we're disagreeing on anything. I never thought we were. Yeah, yeah. You, you just took it somewhere. You got, hey, you got super salty. On I did, this I did get salty. Put up, I put up the group messages that. later. You came at me. I apologize you know for that. But Tom Brady's still there, and he'll be there at the end of sun, uh, two Sundays from now too. They're gonna win. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're gonna win. I think that's a fact. But I think you're you're getting lost, and and that it's never talked about. Uh, Belichick's a defensive guy, and they what they do really well is take away the the, the other team's biggest threat. And yeah, Tyreek Hill was a no show. No, no, did he play? A no show. I don't even. That's funny you said that. Yo. I haven't even thought about Tyreek. I didn't Yo. think about him at all on Sunday. Three did touches. He play? Three touches. That's defense, right? Yeah, they still gave up whatever, but yeah, Ooh. they took away the, they took away their best player. Look, my, my whole my whole thing was what I was arguing was the whole like Belichick could do this without Brady is an absolute farce. It's not real. That should that's that's yeah, bullshit. I never said that. And I think no, no, I'm not saying you said yeah. that. But I think a lot of people are saying like that they're even. And if you pull one, I'm confident that if you pulled Belichick out of that team and you got a solid head coach, Brady could still win 11 See, games and win I, that division. I disagree. And here's why. Look on the other sideline. You got Andy Reid. He gets there all what was it, eight times. He's been there seven times. He's been yeah. there. He's been to the Super Bowl like, only what, one time well, yeah, out of like that for nine or whatever. Yeah, it's a real thing. Some coaches can pull it off in big games, and some coaches can't. And Andy Reid is a hell of a coach, a phenomenal regular season coach, a phenomenal playoff coach for the first two games of the playoffs. But once he gets to those conference championships, he cannot get it done. Cannot get it done. Belichick gets to him, and yeah, he's been to what. Nine, yeah. and they've been to this is their sixth Super Bowl, three straight years in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they the forty-one been- year old quarterback, and they literally—it's not like they draft well; they draft terribly. Like that's the, the real secret is that Belichick's an awful GM. Like they don't draft that well. You know what I mean? They don't draft. I, don't, I wouldn't say awful, awful GM. What's the last good receiver he's he all, drafted? The personnel. He always gets rid of the personnel a year early. <laughs> yeah, though. yeah, he's great at that. He's, great at he's that. not a good drafter though. Yeah. He, they, they have but they're big, always drafting but, 30. Yeah, yeah. But, he, <laughs> you know but, but he's yeah. always picking up picks and stuff, though. The, yeah, the brilliant thing that he does is he's like, yeah, this guy's about a year away from getting paid. I'm going to trade him. Yeah. He's, he's very, very good. good Chandler Jones. Oh, this Bye. guy's awesome. Trade him. Yeah, get Bye. out of here. Yeah. Get him out of here. Yo, this is – I'm not the superstitious guy, and I'm not the this guy is luckier than this guy, or this friend – it seems like shit always breaks their way. But God damn, man. Andy Reid? The Patriots. Oh, the Patriots. Like, yeah. shit I see, it's just like, how does this, like, the game is over, he throws a pick, offsides. That's the only offside, that's the only neutral zone factor yeah. all game. Yeah. And it happens on the play they throw a pick. That ball that jumps over Edelman's hands, we're talking millimeters, bro, yeah. of the ball jumping over his hands and them, and them not having to give and up he, the ball there. I, I and look, he, he came back and played a big game, but he loves to fucking drop 
or let big big passes go through his hands in huge moments. That was a tough catch. Yeah, it was. And he but, made a lot of big catches yeah. too. So I, I'm not gonna fall. Ever. But if I would have told and you, and he that, lives over the middle, which is hard to do. If I would have told you that Tom Brady would have thrown two picks, including one in the fucking end zone, and the Patriots still won, you would have been like, yeah, that, that's kind of crazy, right? That first, that one in the, the end first zone pick was, was that was horrendous. Yeah, it was I don't really know. Bad. If you, I don't know. If I've never. That was surprised. I was. I was shocked that I saw Tom Brady throw that. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was really bad. But. So then, and then it's third and eight. The biggest play of the game for me was, I mean, obviously the offsides was enormous. Huge. Because the game is over. But that Hogan catch, that one-hand catch over the middle. Ridiculous. 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 That's not getting enough credit on Monday. At all. That catch was absurd. Absurd. It was was the biggest. It was third and eight, like three and a half minutes. Third and eight. Yeah. It was a huge catch. Huge catch. Huge catch. And I'm just like... How does this always happen, bro? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. This is crazy. The Edelman shit, the offsides, the Hogan catch. The other, I thought the uh, fucking Gronkowski catch was ridiculous too. Brady was, threw a strike. Yeah, dropped. And it Gronk in. was covered. Gronk doesn't. Well, this is the. You, the, you can't really cover when he's Gronk. so big, but like, yeah. We were talking about this before. Gronk doesn't drop. Anything. He doesn't drop anything. If you throw him in the radius, he's going to catch. If he gets I saw two, that. I was like, there's no way he's catching that ball. If he gets two hands on the rock, it's a catch. <laughs> it's a catch. Forget about it. And Brady just dropped it in there. Yeah. Just dropped. I was never worried, man. I told you if, if, when we were talking about it last week. If you're telling me that it's Belichick and Brady versus Reed and the incredible Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Yeah. 100%. They hung 31 on the Patriots in the second half. Mahomes was that dude. But if you're telling me it's those two versus those two, I'm take because the game is going to come down to that type of situation. I'm taking Tom Brady in them. Andy Reid had some bad clock management decisions in the game. At the end of the game, it was uh, what, 51 seconds left. He let it run down to 39. Did not call a timeout. Wasted 12 seconds. Oh, before while they're trying to maybe go down and score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was Andy Reid. I thought he was get. I heard some people giving him flack about the challenge. I think you have to challenge you that. Challenge that. He lost it, but I yeah. think you have to you challenge, have to challenge that. that. They were going to come up and snap it quick. Yeah, I think you got to challenge. You got to challenge. They that. lose the time out there. Hundred percent. But where are we at? So I'm I'm sitting on the couch. I'm actually with, I'm actually at John. I'm with John and Henry. We're kicking it. We're eating some pizza, watching it, and I saw the coin flip. First off, I was so locked in. They flipped the coin, and I saw it hit the ref's foot, and I was just like, this is Patriots ball. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is Patriots ball. And I knew as soon as whoever got the ball was going to end the game. And when I saw the Patriots got it, and you sent me that period, period, period text, I was just like, this shit is yeah, over. I told you that was game. Sick. Game, set, match. I think, <laughs> yo, listen, regular season, I'm all for – Team gets the ball and they score a touchdown in the game. Yeah. I think in the playoffs, bro, to see them go out like that and Mahomes so not you, even. You're both teams touch the ball. Not guy. even. Well, no. I mean, I think in the playoffs, <laughs> you got to at least, he got to at least touch the rock, bro. I think that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, I, so they were talking about that, that this morning on the radio and kind of where you were on that. I don't know where I am on that, man. I mean. It's always when something doesn't go Are your you way. Are you on the like or, they had all game to win and then now pretty they much yeah. yeah. I think you can continually change rules till you get the result that you want. Not necessarily like a win or loss, but for the game to keep going and for you to say, "Oh, it was fair because Mahomes got to touch it one last time." But it's like, yeah, 
that game was for the take in the fourth quarter. There were many, many opportunities to keep winning that game, and, and no other, neither team was able to do it. Those are the rules that we play with. It's the rules for both teams. You have a defense. Maybe your defense should stop somebody. I saw they fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah, they, they kept did. panning to him on the sidelines. I'm like, yeah, that guy is is cooked. He's the old army defensive coordinator. Yeah, like that dude is just let's, let's come into 2019. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, so I mean, you had a check. You you need to make a stop at some point. Yeah, don't make excuses for this defense. They need to make a stop. That's they were it. they were getting diced. They up. were getting diced up the entire game. First, yeah. they got diced up by the run. Then they got diced up by the pass. Yeah, they got they were getting chopped up. They could not stop anything. They had no plan. I think thirty six points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was crazy. It was insane. That was shit was crazy. awesome. It was that's one of the best games I've I've seen in a long, crazy. long time. No doubt. Um and then switching you want to switch over to the NFC real yeah, quick? Yeah, real quick though. I just yeah. you mentioned the dot 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 that I sent you. Yeah. It had a flashback of that fucking meme you kept sending. Uh oh. <laughs> that shit was killing me. <laughs> that shit was killing me. Hey, you know what that's that shit, uh, it knows Jim Carrey, it's right? Jim Carrey, I think it's like a uh Saturday Night Live <laughs> skit or something. Or that like a living in color skit. Put or that something. shit on uh oh my put that God, shit up later dude. too. That shit was I was getting hot. That is I was the- like, yo, if he sends this fucking meme one more time. <laughs> Like yeah, I was hot. Yeah, that's the that's one of the funniest memes I got. In the that, I was hot. Right like yeah, put up those. Sean and I like full out went at it on Sunday night yeah. over this fucking game, and like it was funny. Edder and Eli didn't say shit. Yeah, no, they didn't. I was, so they were just watching that shit. Like yo, what's going on? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that meme is really funny. Yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> let's switch over to uh, Ram Saints. Ram Saints robbery. Talk about bring uh, robberies. I was very close to going zero two. Yeah. But I was very close to being 2-0, too. Yeah, Could have went thing, either way, two, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was fitting we landed at 1-1 one yeah, on, one on this. No doubt. Um, <clears throat> another great ball game. Mm-hmm. The Saints, like I said, bro, no one wanted to talk about it. They've been looking kind of sus for a little bit. And they didn't get Michael Thomas rolling. Yeah. And they kind of they were handcuffed by that. Yeah. Well, they got out to the early lead. And I, I think I texted you. I was like, oh, it's over. You know what I mean? I was like, there's no way yeah. they're going to come back on them at uh, – at the Superdome, so I thought the Saints were going to keep rolling. And when they didn't – The I told Rams you, I like, looked the, horrible. I was like, yo, if they score a touchdown here, it's going to be over, right? And they didn't score a touchdown. They ended up kicking a field goal, went up 10 nothing. I told you those two, yeah. yeah. I was like, if they go up 14 nothing, it's a major problem. They didn't go up 14 nothing. At that point, it became problematic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the Rams came out in the second half, um, did their thing. I'm still going to clown McVay for not for kicking that field goal, but it ended up working out in his favor. It really but, did, but yeah, it, that really would have been – I thought he was going to go for that. That would have been a talking point yeah. after the game if 100%. they lost. 100%. The Sean McVay, the offensive genius guru, gets the ball down to the one-yard <laughs> line. kicks the field goal. And kicks the field goal, yeah. and they lose. I was so surprised. Yeah, I was like, all right, that's incredible. Um, I thought, like, for sure he had something dialed up. Did it sting you as much as it stung me to see all these big time kicks going? Yeah, from like fifty plus. I, I was gonna no put that problem. in the group message. I was like, yo, every time a field goal kicker kicks it, makes a kick today, like a part of me dies. Yeah, no, because it real. just makes me think about part. Because like Zerline was hitting them with ease, bro. He was running draws. Ease. He was running draws. With he ease. was bringing the ball back with ease. <laughs> it was crazy. With ease, bro. He was bringing it back. He was doing his thing. Doing his whole thing, yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, with ease. Uh, Yeah, it absolutely bothered me because those teams took care of business. 
and had a kicker that was reliable. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's not talk about this. But, yeah, it did bother me, though, for sure. Yeah. Like, 100%, it was like, man, it's it's crazy when you have confidence in your kicker and their fan bases aren't sweating out when their kicker comes out. No doubt. The biggest talking point to end the game was that pass, the no-call pass interference. This is the biggest talking point of the year. That was a blatant, blatant pass I mean, interference. I, I was watching that. I was like, I, I can't. Be- you remember? You know what it was like? It's like in Madden when you start controlling your player and you're able to like, knock yeah, the guy down. Exactly That's what right. I thought. I was like, this dude's going full. He didn't even look. He had no idea there was a ball in the air. He just saw some dude and just laid him out. It's funny, bro. I'm not going to. I'm going to be 100% honest. When I was watching it live, I don't know if it was just so blatant or what happened, but I just I didn't say anything. I, didn't, I was like, "That's a pi." I didn't think it was a call. Oh my! And God. then they showed the replay, and I was like, "Wow!" He did. He even said to the game, "Like I didn't look at the ball." No, dude, he didn't His do anything. His back was turned to the ball, and he ran straight at my man's and and, and fucking tackle. And the ref is legit right there, five feet away. Yeah, he's standing right there looking at the ball. Almost go probably goes over his head. Yeah, the ball wasn't even close to him yet. Not close enough to it where was, not simple, close enough to where the ref could have even thought like, oh, this was an uncatchable ball or something like that. Like the ball, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it was the there classic, was no misinterpretation of that play. It was the classic the DB panicked and he was like, oh, yeah, shit, I'm just gonna I get this PI. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm right. Get this PI. Like I'll take this PI yeah. before I give up this. He six. made the right. He took a gamble and he won. Yeah, facts. He took a gamble and he won. You what can I mean? they do about it? Where do you stand on that? Nothing that. What do you mean? We, no, no, I just no. read that a New Orleans attorney is suing the league to get them to come back <laughs> yeah, and play the final like couple anguish minutes. Anguish and all types yeah. of stuff. No, then people are talking about being able to. We should be able to review. You should be able to challenge something like Again, that. Again, this goes just or, back to the overtime thing. It's always good to try to come up with these super crazy overtime. But don't you want to get the game right? I don't, don't know if I want to get, get into it. Right? The, I don't, like, okay, so how about obviously this? Obviously, you can't change if it, you do it right there at the game. But like going into next year, don't you want to be able to get nah. that shit right? Because you got to remember what the league wants to protect their referees, and the league's not going to come out and have the referee plays like that be challenged all the time. Number one. Number two, no, nah, I don't know. I mean, but he got it wrong, though. Inside, it's, but so, it's, and it's yeah. obvious. In, in, just, just like the, so, but just like the ref gets wrong if like down by contact right. or that. Like, why, so you want to add? So though? you want to add the refs' calls into uh, the challenge? Or should it be an inside of two minutes thing? Should it be yeah, a game I mean, situation I, thing? Honest, Maybe really, booth reviews on huge calls inside of two minutes? I'm fine with that. I haven't thought about it, but that might be a way around booth it where reviews, people aren't yeah. challenging plays in the second quarter. Yeah. But like, in, in, like booth final review, two minutes? Booth review like, on plays inside of two was minutes. Was this holding or was yeah, it not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, holding happened. I think if you start reviewing holding, you're going to throw a flag. Well, I on mean, every I, I guess where does it stop, right? Yeah, you yeah. Call, That's you call what I'm PI worried about. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. You start challenging every single thing. So if it's a booth review, I mean, then there's some, you know. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, bottom line, that that should not and cannot happen. It was it was such a bad call. And the crazy thing about that game is the refs were letting a lot of shit go in general in that game. I mean, there was a lot of, like, contact down the field between receivers and the DBs and stuff like that. So they were definitely letting him play. I think at one point the announcers were even like, yo, I, I, we like watching this, how every game should be. Um, but shit like that, I mean, you can't be that lax about it. I mean, there was no, again, a lot of times you can say, hey, look, I could see how that could be misinterpreted. It's still an awful call. But I could see, hey, maybe something was blocking his vision or he just saw it a certain type of way. The ball wasn't there. I mean, there was no way you could misinterpret what happened there if you saw the play. Yeah. If it's especially if it's your job to see the play and interpret what happened. There's no way you can misinterpret that. I'm sorry. No way at all. He missed he just missed it. He panicked. He didn't I don't know. It. I don't I don't he missed it. I don't know if he missed it. 
It was fucking looking right at it. He just froze up. He, he didn't. He didn't at the time. He didn't. Maybe think. he was like, "Wow, that's so blatant." That maybe yeah, he you know, just panicked. He didn't know. What to, yeah, he just didn't call. It. He maybe he right didn't there, know right? where the ball was. I don't, but even the ball is not. Even the ball is going the opposite direction. That's uh, illegal contact. It was a penalty, regardless. It was a penalty, regardless. Yeah, no doubt. Because even because you can go back to the uh, the Chiefs Pats that rough in the passer call. Yeah, like that'd be something you could challenge, and they'd go back and look at it. And be like, okay, he actually didn't hit him in the head. Yeah. Let's bring this shit back. Yeah. So it's tough, but I don't know, man. I, I I want them to get the game right as much as possible. So it's it's the worst call I've ever seen. I think the worst non call. Yeah, worst non call call, yeah. whatever. Like most, like as far as impacting a game, and like I don't even think that's some recency shit. Like I can't think. It was this is to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like, mean, you call that the Saints are in the Super Bowl. I thought our ending of the season was bad. The Saints got it a lot worse. You're sick. No, I think ours was worse. You think so? Yeah, just based on the fact that that's what he had been doing all year long. And all <laughs> the, it was like we – the Saints were surprised. They would have never in a million years thought that would have happened. If you just said, Nick, the Bears lost that game, what happened? I would have been like, oh, Cody Parkey probably shanked one. But this is or the other thing. Kicked it off of, off of the post. They were, ex- they were good all year. Yeah. They were going into the season. <clears throat> People were picking them to win the NFC – so like this is kind of those expectations getting to the wall, and it's the NFC Championship. We're a team that wasn't supposed to be good. We end up being good. We're at home. I think I'm the, not buying that. I think man. the Saints is worse. He had clinked five field goals earlier throughout the year, and then clinked one that would have sent us to the to the next round. I'm not buying that. You never want to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what's worse? What's worse to lose by the refs or your kicker? Two fucking people who should just do their job. <laughs> <laughs> and not impact the game in any significant way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's facts. That's facts. All right. Um, we're going to have another show before the Super Bowl, so we'll we'll break all that down. Yep. I think we should go through the props and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Let's do a I pro- think that'll like, be yeah, fun. One, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll go through the props and we'll do all that. Um, we're going to media day next year. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. That'd be sick. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be so. <laughs> we would clown. We clown. Everybody gets cr- We could. Hey. Let's do that. The next we 12 months, we're working on Super Bowl Media Day credentials. If anybody listening knows, has any plug to get us NBA Media All-Star Day credentials. NBA All-Star is here 2022. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's I some know. stuff we need to do. We need to lock in on. No, we'll you talk should about definitely that. rent out the crib and go on a vacation and get, get, get some money. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea, too. Um, but let's switch over to the NBA. Yeah. The NBA is the best. Love it. MLK Davis yesterday. Oh, my gosh. It's between, Full slate. Between NBA, college ball, and women's basketball, there had to be like 300 games yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Like, it, there was so much hoops on, it was out of control. I watched, speaking of women's basketball, I watched South Carolina versus, uh, I want to say, Mississippi State. Hey, I'm not going to flex. Game, See, some of these, these females' game is, is way better than it used to be. Yeah. I saw a girl do, like, between the legs, drop step. <laughs> yeah. Go up, finish, like, Finished like an and one, yeah, like definitely. It was a crazy bucket. Yeah. Then I saw someone come off a screen, like yeah, it was it was it was better basketball than I remember oh, seeing. For sure, so yeah. shout out to females for up in that the 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 hoops game, no definitely. doubt. Shout out to Bert. But you had some stuff you want to talk about that Kyrie thing, and I got a couple of things I want to talk about because my favorite thing of yesterday 
was the six. You were all Rockets. about this blowout game. You were just more about the attitude. That I was, was being just about. With. Well, the, I thought I thought it would tighten up in the second half a yeah. little bit, but the first half was amazing. I love Joel Embiid. I love his quotes. You see what he said about Russ? Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> They're talking about you know how I mean, Russ got into yeah, it the yeah, other he night. Pu- he did push him, and bro. he's like, he's like. Uh, he's like, I don't know what's wrong with them. You know, he's always in his feelings. <laughs> like it was great. Yeah. I love, I love Embiid, man. I love. You know what I like about Embiid um, is that uh, he's a ball. Like he talks a lot of shit, but like he a hundred percent backs it up on the court. Yeah, that's the like, thing. Like he's a problem. Yeah, he's a major. Like problem. he, he's like, yo, he gets up for those games. Like he, he talks shit on Drummond and then goes and destroys Drummond. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> yes. yo, I live inside his head. Like, yeah. yo, I really live inside this dude's and then head. He gives him thirty. He gives him thirty. 15, yeah. yeah. And just is inside his head. So I love that, man. I love when you can back it up. I got no problem with the talkers. I think the great thing about Embiid is that he hustles too. Yeah. Big time hustler. Yeah. Big time hustler. That two way player. Yeah. The block against James was awesome. He's yeah. running back full speed, like Definitely. doesn't give up on the play. I would say a vast majority of the big men in the NBA just let that go be a layup. Yeah. Or go be a, like he'll go get free throws. And they were up like 13 or 14 at the time. Yeah. Like that's 100%. I'll take this off yeah, and get this, back. This is on TV, right? Meanwhile, yeah, Joel yeah. is running down and like, I can't wait to slap this motherfucking shit yeah. off the glass yeah. and then remind him like, yo. And talk shit. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, he posts the Instagram photos with the locations and shit. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's funny, man. I'm I like, here. I'm I like, here. I like, I like, I really like Joel Embiid. I'm happy he's, uh, he's healthy and, you know, doing his thing. But yeah, I wanted to ask you about that Kyrie shit. A lot of Kyrie news going on over the last couple of years. He's really, uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, he's really feeling this opportunity to get the spotlight and talk a lot. So I just kind of wanted to ask you how you felt about those Kyrie comments about how he called LeBron James and pretty much told him, hey, I see the light. I, I, thought, see, I see what you were trying to show me. You know, I thought it was – I loved it. Because you really – it's very rare you get that take from a big, big-time athlete like him. Mm-hmm. Has his own signature shoe. Has everything in the world at his fingertips on the Boston Celtics. They're one of the best teams in the East. He's run, He's the point guard. He runs the show. He's got movies coming out. And he legit took a step back and admitted that, yo, I didn't really see like the pressure that he was under and what exactly he was trying to do. What he was trying to and show I, us. And I commend him for that. Yeah. I think that I thought that was huge. Okay. Um and it's funny because this never came out, but when like people were talking shit about, you know, Kyrie is talking shit about LeBron, this, that, and the third, he wants out of town. LeBron never commented on that. Doesn't. He, he just was like, all right. And I and I can guarantee you in his head, he's like, you gonna see. Yeah, you'll see. You gonna yeah. see what I was doing. You think you want to just go be the you man go, somewhere yeah. and think it's all good? You gonna see what uh, I was talking what I was about. Do, you yeah. gonna see what I was trying to do. Yep. And when you do, we'll talk about it we'll then. We'll talk about it then. Like, simple as that. <clears throat> well, because LeBron had to go learn. He went and learned from D-Wade and them and Pat Riley and them in Miami. Like, hey, man, you can be the man and put up stats and all that, but if you want to win you and accomplish something in this it's league, a lot more it's stuff a lot more on. than that. You got to be locked in. You got you to gotta be mentally strong to do that. Like, you know, that's the difference between – good players and great players and good teams and great teams is that mental toughness. Um, I guess I didn't mind it. One thing I did kind of realize is that, so a couple of days prior to that, he had the top comments where he came out and was criticizing the young guys. Right. And he got a lot of flack for that and yeah. everything like that. Then they came out, they had that big win that night. Um, and the only thing I didn't like 
is that he did bring that up after that big win, right? I think that was a good opportunity for him to be like, yo, see the young guys got it done tonight. Like, yo, I'm happy for them. Instead, he went off on some long-ass tangent about a phone call. Basically about it. And put the spotlight himself. back on him. Yeah, he talked about yeah, himself. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like up in arms about it, but I do think as a leader it was a good opportunity for him to kind of put some spotlight on his teammates, and he didn't necessarily take it. So I, I wish he kind of would have did that. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a selfish dude. Yeah. It's, I mean – I think superstar dudes you have to be are are just like selfish by nature. You have to be, but he is a selfish dude, and it shows how like I want out of Cleveland. I can do this somewhere else, yeah, no problem. Yeah, he then learned. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, he he's never going to turn the light on him in a negative way. So that was just an opportunity. They got a big win. They had been struggling a little bit. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, and I talked to LeBron. Oh, yeah, by the way, they've been struggling a lot of bit. Yeah, by the there, way, yeah. I talked to LeBron, and I get it now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But we got the win. I'm I'm glad. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, like LeBron. And you know, shout out LeBron yeah. for teaching me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep leading. Yeah, you they know what I'm saying? So, they say Bron was out to dinner with Kevin Love when he got that call. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what Kevin Love said. He said he was out to dinner with LeBron because they were playing the Lakers or some shit. And I think Kevin Love was traveling with the Cavs. Yeah. And uh, he had dinner with Braun. I wonder how, how I wonder, that's an interesting relationship. I think, he, I think on the court, he looks at him like, yo, dude is soft sometimes. and isn't built that way, but I think he probably fucks with them off the court. I'm talking about Kevin Love and LeBron. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, you can you, tell certain times he hated playing with him. Yo, how do you feel about this? Cause this is low key kind of what I think. I think Kevin Love sacrificed a big part of his career. He sacrificed almost a, a massive part of his yeah. career. Do you he, think he resents him for that at all? I mean, they ended up getting a chip. Yeah. So I guess it's it's tough to resent him, but man, he he's just never gonna be that man again. I think if you're Kevin Love, you and he's look never at, gonna be known as the guy he could have been known as. But here's the thing: he had that opportunity on shitty Minnesota teams and clearly didn't like it. You know what I mean? I, I, he can say he can he's one of the rare. He can say, "Hey, look, I was the man." For a long time, so I've experienced that love. I mean, he had a good, like, six, seven-year run where he was putting up 24 and 14 and crazy shit like that. And then he's like, yo, I did a pivot for my career. Went and picked up a chip. When that was all said and done, still got another max contract from Cleveland. Remember, they signed him to a max, a $30 million a year deal this offseason extension. And, you know, so, I mean, he's like, what else do I want? I made a ton of money, won a chip, have been the man, and have been a role player. It's all good. That's what Melo couldn't do. Ah. So he's like the anti-Melo. Interesting. He's was, the anti- so would you rather circle. be Kevin yeah. Love or Carmelo? I mean, that's an honest. That's a good question. Would you rather be Kevin Love, who played in four straight NBA Finals, won one, will never have to hear a conversation about how he didn't ring the ring, oh, and still's got a pocket full of bread, right? So he's good in that regard. Borderline Hall of Famer. His early number, his early career numbers will get him in the Hall he's of Fame. Not a, I don't think so. Oh yeah, he's getting the Hall of Fame probably. You think so? Mm-hmm. If you look at the body of his career, yeah. If he comes back healthy and has a nice little second run here at the end, he can probably put up Hall of Fame. I mean, dude, the guy was averaging like sixteen rebounds, fifteen rebounds a game in Minnesota. He was different. The numbers are there. Yeah, and he was still giving like four or five dimes too. So like, yeah, I think, I think when it all stacks up, those. look at the All Star game appearances. How many All Star game appearances does he have? Eight, nine, ten, you know what I mean? Yeah. Career averages of what? Twenty and twelve, maybe? Twenty and eleven? What do we got? What's those career averages looking like? Career is eighteen and eleven. How many dimes? Two. Okay. First career. But 
I mean, some, some of those years in Minnesota, some of those Minnesota seasons, statistically ridiculous, were out of control. Like yeah. twenty six, he's averaged twenty six points more than twice or yeah. twice. Yeah, in twenty eleven and then in 2014, 20, or 2013, 2014 before he went to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. In 2010, 2011, 15 rebounds, twenty points. There was four straight, five straight seasons where he went double double and basically twenty points almost. Yeah. So. So borderline. I mean, maybe yeah. he won't make it. Maybe he will. But it's kind of like, I mean, he had a great career. So it's like, yeah, would you rather be Melo or Kevin Love? And Kevin Love did sacrifice a lot. Chris Bosh sacrificed a lot. But those guys are champions. You know, I don't think Chris Bosh sacrificed as much as everyone thinks that he did. I think he was more he involved. offensive game. I think he was more involved than Kevin. Kevin just always seemed like he was just kind of on the outside. Well, you the, know? The, like, he was part of that. The 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 trio in Miami, Bosch. He well, was really part of that. Well, like yeah, you know the, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, all when friends. You think of they were boys. Right. Yeah, they all came in the league together. When you think of that Miami yeah. squad, you think of all three of them. Kevin Love was like that, forced on LeBron. Yeah. Kyrie was was already there, so yeah, like they weren't a exactly. trio. Like Wade, Bosch, and Bron were. They, they were boys. They, they were homies. But I also think that Kevin Love. I'm sorry, Chris Bosch. Even though he sacrificed offensively, he was such a key part to what they did on D that he still probably felt a lot more um, like it, right? Like Kevin Love probably feels like he has to give you 25 or 26 to feel like he's worth it on a team where Bosch was really the first of those super versatile big man defenders. Like Chris Bosch back then playing right now would be like we'd be talking about him as one of the best defensive players in the NBA. He was a big man that could switch and play multiple positions, right? And versatile, step out and shoot and do all that stuff we want from a modern NBA. He's ahead of his time. He was way ahead of way ahead of his time. We we don't appreciate Chris Bosch, but I think when you look back, history will. Um, so I think he still fell a part of it. Whereas, like, yeah, Love is kind of an introverted guy, didn't want to be part of the whole show. Kyrie is obviously an 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 extroverted guy, but he's kind of, you know, whatever, out there a bit. Um, and yeah, just never really was the same type of trio. So yeah, I definitely agree with that, but I don't think Love's going to look back on his career and be like, man, I wish I would have never left Minnesota or playing with LeBron was a bad thing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you got to got a chip. You, you played on shitty teams and were the man. That's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun averaging 25 and 15 but winning 35 ball games. Did not make the playoffs one time in Minnesota. Yeah. Comes to Cleveland, goes to the NBA Finals four straight years. It's different. It's I'm, different. I'm taking Kevin Love's career over Melo. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting, interesting take. And speaking of that, really quick, if you knowing what you know right now today, would you take Clay Thompson or Ray Allen? Clay Thompson. Yeah. Yes. Hands down, not yeah, even not better, even a discussion. Yeah, I mean, if, if, even if you take the shooting off the table, he's a freaking ridiculously good defender. defender. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Man, like I, I don't think, know. I, I think, think he's in such a great situation that it's got a little polarized. Yeah. But Ray Allen was that guy. I think there's a lot of players where like. So guys like Ray Allen and even like a, I'm not going to say Larry Bird because he did a lot more, but like Reggie Miller is a perfect example. Reggie Miller was great in his time and all that, but like, yo, there have been better shooters to come in the league since Reggie Miller. There are better shooters playing right now, right? There are there are players I would take over Reggie Miller. He was just in an era where right. there weren't a ton of great shooters. Yeah, there he was that guy. Yeah, people didn't come off of screens and fade yeah. away like that. So it's like, like he was Reggie known Miller. as this three-point shooter, and it's like, yeah, and he carries that name for 20 years. But if you're going to tell me, hey, you can get Clay Thompson or Reggie Miller, that's not even a question. Reggie can have a seat. Even if you take the defense away, Reggie can have a seat. So Reggie or Ray Allen, I'm taking Reggie. I'm not sorry. I'm taking Clay. 
And I don't know if this is much of a Clay no question. Kinda, Clay has some gaps where he disappears and you can't even see him on the floor. Because well, he plays on that team, though. Yeah, but I, I don't. I think if he was on another team, it's he's so polarized because he doesn't. He he legit doesn't dribble the ball. Yeah. So like to see him on the Hornets or some shit like that. Like, could he do what Kemba's doing? First off. Kimba like is a legend. No, 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 no that's the no, question. He couldn't though. do that. You no, feel me? No, I don't like, know if Ray Allen could either. Have to do, right? I don't know if Ray Allen could either. Ray Allen was on those good Sonics teams, but he ever Rashard Lewis over there. And, yeah, yeah but and he some was other ballers. doing that though. He handled the rock a ton yeah, on those teams. I guess. Yeah, I mean Ray. Ray Allen. Me? Yeah, Ray Allen did a lot more than shoot earlier on in his career for sure. Um, but like, I, I still, I still am not sold that Clay could be the switch. number one. Like, on could, a, if Clay switched with Kemba Walker. Could he be doing what Kemba does? I don't. I, I I'd have to see it. Yeah, it's I mean, tough. Kemba carries the load for his yes, team every single night. every single night, and I don't. And know has him. to do that, and with defenses keying in on him. And yeah, I was talking about this with uh, with my girl before I left today. I was like, Yo, Clay is literally in the best spot of any athlete. He He's might, in the most un, no pressure. He might be in the best like situation, situation on a team of, ever. of all of all time. So like it's like this: you never lose because of Clay. You absolutely can win because of Clay. He never There's gets no any pressure, flack. no flack. If he's if he's down shooting, whatever he'll he'll fix it. And then he has games like last night where he goes off for ten straight, and they love him. His teammates love it when he gets hot. He's just a because chill dude. Like yeah, it's funny, man. Because you know how fickle people get, and people that I mean, you know how people get. Mm-hmm. Like all we talk about is how good he can shoot it and how great of a defender he is. But if he had to go do what Kimba does on offense, that's a good question. Bro. And then they asked him to play D like he does. Yeah. His D would start to fall because he's putting in so much, so work, much work on the on offense. The They'd be like, he fell off on D. He doesn't play D like he used to. Yeah. And it's like, nah, bro. It's just like, this is a different situation. You're 100% right. I think if you took Clay Thompson and put him on, that's a, that's a great point. If you put him on the Hornets. Um, it, remove Kevin Walker doesn't exist, and you pl- replace him with Clay Thompson. Yeah. It's like. People but it's not an even swap. It's not right. like if you put Kimball on the Warriors, it would be the same type situation. 100%. Because like, yeah. But it's so like every time about down, fit situation matters. You're looking for Clay Thompson. Fit in like, situation ooh. matters. Clay Thompson probably has a completely different career if he plays on a different team. You're 100% yeah. right. That's a great point. It's interesting. Um, fit in situation matters. We should talk about that one time on an episode. Like, yeah. what two guys who are great players in their own right, but if you swapped them, would probably have completely different, different results careers, on, on, different, their, on different, different teams. Different perceptions. Because that Clay for Kimba is a great example of that. It yeah. really is, yeah. So yeah. I love Kimba Walker. But free yeah. Kimba or put some people around him. Do something, Like, in bro. case he forgot, go back, watch that UConn run. Kimba Walker Kimba is, is a is dog. A legend, bro. Yeah, competitor. He's a, he's a competitor in bucket. Kimba Walker can be on my team any day of he's the week. He's a New York ball player. Ball player. Hooper. <laughs> New York Hooper. Yeah, he's, he's here to get buckets. Legend. No legend. Uh, really quick, before we get out of here, last couple things. Thoughts on Gasol and Connolly being on the block for uh, the Grizz? Yeah, they tried to, you know, look they can good go at the make beginning an of the year. Somewhere. It looked good on the beginning. Oh, yeah, I think individually they're good players. Um, I think the problem with Connolly is he's making like $38 million a year. <laughs> he's like making, he's making like $70 well, Shout out Mike Connolly's <laughs> agent. Um, Connolly making like $72 bill. He's, he's, like, a, he's a dog. Like, I'm, you know I'm he's exaggerating. an all-star game? Nah. Which I is crazy. That. You know he's never got a tech? He's never got a tech? In his career. And he's a dog defensive Mike player. Mike Connolly has no technical fouls on his record. I love Mike Connolly, man. Talk about, like, you know, it's funny with Connolly. Um, like, we talk about players and, like, you want to give up on, like, young guards and stuff like that. Like, remember, he was a high draft pick. And it took him a few years to figure it out and what kind of player he was going to be in the yeah. league. But once he did, I mean, he was a dog. I would take Mike. If it wasn't for the money, 
Like, if I was a team and I could make that trade and the money didn't necessarily matter to me, I'd 100% bring Mike Conley. That Ohio State Very good offensive player, and he's a very good defensive player. And you need defensive point guards, especially in the Western Conference. And he has shown that he can play Steph. Yeah. The Grizzlies have played the Warriors tough always. Yeah, that's a good point. uh, Yeah, I would love that. And the same thing with Gasol. Gasol's a great two-way player, a good defender. He's getting a little bit old. He can score, um, too. But he can still score, and he'll still give you some quality minutes. So, yeah, I'd bring those guys in. Why not? Yeah. If you're the Grizzlies, yeah, make a deal. The Mavs. I, I loved those, uh, those uh, what's it called, grid and grind squads, though. Yeah, man. Zebo is a legend. Zebo is a legend. legendary bucket another, getter. Another Talk legend. about a bucket anywhere. He's somewhere pure, getting a bucket right now. Pure skill. Lefty. Lefty <laughs> basket. <laughs> bucket like, getter. <laughs> crazy feet. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, Zach Randolph. Remember when they had Zebo and uh, Eddie Curry on the same squad? What a, what a what a guy. Two bucket getters. Yeah. Shout out Eddie Curry. Shout out Eddie Curry, man. Shout out Jaleel Okafor too. He got some he got like twenty and something. Jaleel Okafor twenty years ago would be given twenty and eight yeah. in the NBA nightly. Nightly. Let's get out of here on this. Mavericks banned a fan for chirping at Pat Beverly. Did you see this? Uh yeah, I heard about it. Okay. When is it too far for a fan? When my man, what, what what's too far? Ooh, my man's pulled KD's hat off his head. That's okay. That goes without saying. Would have smacked. The, I'm. I'm talking about yeah. verbal, but that's. But a, you saw that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Would have. I would have literally smacked. I would have. Shit like that is going too far. I don't know if you saw the video. Katie's walking through a tunnel, high fiving fans. Dude grabs the hat, the, the hat off his head. He takes a baseball cap. Yeah, off of, his off head. of Katie's head. And Katie turns around and goes. Don't ever do no shit like that again. Yeah. Like, don't ever do no shit like that again. He should have hit I'm him. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. He should have hit him with a spinning back fist. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's what he Like, he should have <laughs> turned around and just be like, I didn't know what was going on. I just yeah. defended myself. Grab it. Yeah. Like, you don't take nobody's hat off his head. Um, The trash talking going too far, I think. Um, when does it go too far? If it becomes too personal. What meaning what? Um, I don't know, man. You bring up somebody's wife, yeah, and kids. yeah, and I think you. I mean, there's laws of, of human decency too. I mean, there's children at the game, there's stuff like that. So I mean, if you're chanting out all types of crazy shit, like you know, depending on what it is, or you know, racial shit, obviously should never happen. Oh yeah. Um. So I think I think there needs to be just some some decency. You can call somebody trash. You know what I mean? You can you can talk about maybe an incident here or there that they might have gotten into, <laughs> but. You know, I think if you're you're going too far when you, you know, and if it's like constant to where it's like, you know, bothering everybody else in around the game too. But so what about where you what about the that, guy man, that's so. like, yo man, I spent $650 on this third row seat. Yeah. And I'm going to yell at this dude all game if I want to. Yeah. Like what are you yelling? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, if you want to yell all game, that's on you. But again, I I'm I also like be a decent human being. Understand that people next to you paid six hundred fifty dollars to be there too. There's an art to heckling. Someone, there is an art to heckling. There's an art man. to heckling, bro. So I, I, the funniest heckling situation I've ever been in was we went to go see a White Sox versus Rangers game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not even gonna name names, but I went with two of my <laughs> friends. Yeah, and uh, this is when Josh, what's his face, was playing. Who was the dude? These Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. Yeah, bro. They gave first off. Talk about chances. They give Josh Hamilton maybe twenty seven chances. Yeah. If jo- anyway, so uh, 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah. But I went with these two people, and they were heckling Josh Hamilton about being a drug addict. Right. Um, which in the time was, like, hilarious, but I was also, like, 19 years old. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, looking back at it, I'm like, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, but like you that's know, tough. yeah, it, it it was pretty funny. Um, so I mean, like, that's probably going too far. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm not soft, man. I don't. I don't. I hate. I hate also this like narrative of having to be correct about everything yeah. and like not being able to talk shit because you know you're worried about everybody else's feelings and all that shit. So yeah. like, I find myself on the border with a lot of shit like that. I didn't. I don't know the details of what the dude was saying to Beverly, but I know they banned him. Yeah, I don't so know. It must yeah. have been something. He must crazy. have said something crazy. But man. banning somebody is one thing, but like you're telling telling someone to shut the fuck up, or security coming and being like, "Hey, man, just calm down a little bit, bro." Like that's one thing. Get back, banned? Yeah, you got to do some crazy some, shit. We had some. We used to heckle the shit out of a lot of people. Yeah, like in the bleachers. Yeah. One time we we fired up Denard Span for easily in two hours. Yeah, we heckled Denard Span relentlessly yeah. for hours and hours. It was a White Sox Twins game. We yelled at Denard Span for hours. We, we were talking about um I think he had just got a divorce. Like we were on his head. I don't even I don't know if, don't quote me on the divorce part. But we were all over Denard yeah. Span. So there's an art to it. It can get really not funny and like, yo, sit down, bro. Yeah, calm down. And there, yeah, and there can be some real funny stuff in there. So I think it, it's one it, of those it's things. To it. It's funny when you're doing it, when you're not doing it and you're watching it, like it's it's one of those things like funny for a couple minutes, then you're finally like, yo, this dude needs to kind of shit sit down. Yeah. Unless it's someone who's unless like it's world, funny. Unless it's someone who's like world class. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Like it can be funny like though. When, when we did that to Josh Hamilton, the shit that was being said was hilarious. So like yeah. to me, I even look back right now, like it's hilarious because like they were giving it to him about about it but it's also like damn like us people in the in the stadium are probably looking at us like yo these people need to shut the fuck up you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah. like yo, i just brought my kids to a white Sox game and he's hearing about falling off the wagon you know right. what i mean it's like yo, yeah don't fall off don't the wagon, fall off the josh. wagon josh there's good crack in left field <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was messed up That's and he crazy. heard us 100 percent too 100 percent. they always hear they you. always hear they you. hear you in baseball no doubt yeah i've heckled uh i think we heckled uh I think Pat called Jim Leland Jimmy Jimmy Two Packs when we were playing the Tigers all the time. Hey, Jimmy Two Packs. For sure, he really smoked tons of cigarettes. Yeah, right? He looked like he smoked a pack of two packs of cigarettes. That's funny. That shit was really funny, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, we're gonna leave it there. That's no catch up, Chicago for this week. Uh, Super Bowl Fifty Three coming up. We're gonna break all that down next week. I'm looking forward to that. That's. Oh, I'm actually in Germany next week. Yeah, that's right. How do you? So, oh, yeah, not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm actually out of town next week, so we're gonna figure out. We'll figure out someone to figure come in, something and, out, yeah, to lock it in and, and fill in. But yeah, man, we'll get it done. I'm finalizing this merch website like this week. Mm-hmm. Stay on the lookout for that. Uh, I'm excited to show you guys what I came up with and and to get that stuff out in the public. Um, so we'll keep rolling. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube five-star review if you if you ever given us a review do that i think we got like almost 50 of them now go in there give us a review drop the five stars if you're rocking with us everybody tell tell two people tell I mean, two like, people if you told two people you know to check out the podcast that would be huge for us yeah man I, that'd 100%. be greatly we greatly to get these credentials next year yeah like. yeah greatly appreciated <laughs> <laughs> uh for nick the quick man i am sean little no catch up chicago for chicago by chicago listen up <laughs>